Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Wednesday, March 16th, 2022. One thing I can guarantee about all of us, we all want to be blessed. We, we all want that. We want blessing in our lives. You see that even in social media. People aspire to the hashtag blessed life. Well, how do we get there? And that's where there's so much confusion in our world. A lot of people think that blessing really is a financial thing or a circumstantial thing. Um, We also could think of people who uh, think of blessing as uh, some kind of spiritual thing. You know, having a certain spiritual status or even some sense of, you know, signs and wonders and getting to experience that or even uh, perform some of those signs and miracles. And that's blessing. Well, today, Jesus Christ is going to tell us where real blessing comes from. And we're going to see that in the New Testament, and it's going to give us some things to think about and hopefully uh, give you some time to think through this for yourself today as we look at Luke chapter 11, verses 27 through 54. Now, as we consider these verses, let's look right where it starts. In my Bible, there's even a heading over that first section that says, true blessedness. It says, As he said these things, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts at which you nursed. But he, Jesus, said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. So there is blessing. Uh, And in here, this woman, I mean, you would think, man, we, we talked recently, how cool would it be to go back and, and see Jesus? Well, how cool would it be to be the mother of Jesus is one thing you think about. But even then, you think about that for long enough, you realize, well, at the beginning, that was kind of difficult. Watching her son die, that was kind of difficult. So might not even that, that might even be not all that you might think it would be. But this woman is blessing really, and even not just Jesus's mother, but she's talking about specific body parts, the womb, the breasts, uh, and and the functions they performed, you know, for Jesus as a baby. Uh, And that's what she is saying that blessing is. And that's a very uh, worldly way of thinking. And you can see a lot of you might not come from a more religious or superstitious background like this. But I mean, there's a lot of, you know, blessing in religious objects. I mean, think uh, more about Roman Catholicism and just so many of the objects that are, are venerated in that. Or even if you go to um, Jerusalem today, and even if you go to the Church of Holy Sepulchre, right? It's like, oh, we think Jesus' body was laid here. And people weeping over that and touching it and, and praying over it, right? Because they think there's a blessing in the actual place, in the actual thing. So again, so much confusion about where blessing comes from. But Jesus cuts it straight for us when he says, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Now, let's trace that thread through some more of our passage, because then he goes on to um, Jesus rebuking this generation for seeking a sign. And he says, No sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. 
For as Jonah became assigned to the people of Nineveh, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. And from other passages, it seems clear that the sign of Jonah, who was in the belly of the whale three days, is a reference to the resurrection, as Jesus was in the belly of the earth, so to speak, for three days. And so he points to the power of the resurrection. And that's where, again, uh, Jesus is rebuking them for seeking a sign. Blessing does not come through getting a sign. Blessing comes through hearing what Jesus is saying and believing it. And and he has given us enough signs. I mean, even today, we think of the resurrection. That should uh, be enough for us to believe. That's a powerful witness even now, 2,000 years after the fact. We, we have you know, you can research and really find that there's no great alternative explanation other than Jesus rose from the dead. So it's not about seeking a sign. It's about believing what Jesus has already said and doing it. And then we get towards the end of the passage where he rebukes the Pharisees and the lawyers. And one of the big things he rebukes them for is their hypocrisy. They do all of these things. I mean, great section that summarizes a lot of it starts in verse 42. But woe to you Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and every herb and neglect justice and the love of God. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others, right? He's saying you go through all the motions of tithing down to, you know, you're you're getting your your spices from Walmart and you're dumping it out on the counter and getting a tenth of it out there and taking it down to offer to God, but you're neglecting justice and the love of God. And he's saying, I'm not actually saying you shouldn't be tithing and even particular about tithing, but what I'm saying is you shouldn't neglect the bigger picture. And then he goes on in verse 43, woe to you Pharisees for you love the best seat in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplaces, right? That's what they think of as blessing this spiritual status. But then, you know, he's saying you're unmarked graves. You're, you're, you know, think of the other images Jesus is use, Jesus uses elsewhere. You know, you're whitewashed tombs, all of these things. Um, we need to consider how that might apply to us. And are we thinking, oh, well, I, I have a position at my church or I do this when what's really going on in my life? So I, I want you to see that thread. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. It's not about being Jesus's mom or being something that touched Jesus's life. It's not about um, wanting to see a sign or performing a sign. It's not about the religious externals or anything like that. Real blessing comes from hearing the word of God and keeping it. So this is kind of your homework assignment for today. As you think through even these next few days or this week, I want you to consider what are the things that I have heard recently from the word of God and what will it look like for me to keep it? I mean, think through the last few days of your own personal Bible reading or Bible study. Think through maybe the last couple sermons you've heard, or maybe there's a book you're reading right now that is explaining something to you from the Word of God. Are you hearing that, and are you doing that? And I want to encourage you even to identify like around three things that you've heard recently that, hey, you know, this is what I need to do. Uh, because hearing God's word and keeping it, that's where true blessedness 
comes from. So what have you been hearing lately and are you keeping what you are hearing? And we know this is not a system of works righteousness. Oh, I hear and keep. No, that's that's the Pharisees that are rebuked here. First and foremost, hearing the word of God and keeping it looks like hearing the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ and responding to it, turning from our sins and putting our faith in him. And then as we continue to live for him now as redeemed people, this is what we live to do, to hear the word of God and to keep it. So I want to challenge you today. What are a few things that you have heard recently from the word of God? Are you doing it? What will it look like to do it today in the next few days? And really spend some time praying about that today as we consider this passage in Luke 11. Let's go back now to the Old Testament as we near the end of the book of Numbers, or as we've been calling it, the book of Warriors. And today we look at chapters 30 and 31. In chapter 30, we see a lot about vows. And again, here we see God stressing importance on doing what we say. When we make a promise, when we say a vow, and even as we consider the whole of Scripture, when we say yes, we need to keep our word. And that's the emphasis. There's some qualifications here about women and vows, uh, kind of putting the the woman under the authority of either her father or her husband, um, that, you know, kind of respecting the role of the the father over his daughter or the husband over his wife, that if the wife says something and the the husband or father hears it and responds, no, no, that's not what we're going to do, what the husband or the father says stands. But even then, note that if the husband or father says nothing, that word is is binding. And so, again, this is where through our modern lenses, we want to get into all this discussions about male and female. And actually, this fits in pretty well with the rest of what the Bible teaches. But also, I still think the main point here is God puts a huge importance on doing what we say. That is what he does. He is the faithful covenant-keeping God, and he wants his people to be faithful people who keep their word. Now, chapter 31, we see vengeance on Midian. And notice, I mentioned this earlier, one of those that is killed is Balaam. And that's part of what the vengeance is for. Balaam, who could not curse the people, he then came up with this scheme to entice the people into sin. And that's what happened, what we saw earlier, as they worshiped Baal, and and there was the man who was zealous, But then we see this chapter and we see the vengeance of God and how that works out. And that's where, again, we know vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And here God specifically instructed them to carry this out. But this is, again, connected to sin. And that can remind us of some of those things that, you know, even our spiritual enemy, the devil, he will not get God to turn against us. That will not be a successful strategy for him, but he will seek to entice us into sin and to stray from God. So may we be on our guard against that. And may one thing that helps us be the knowledge that where is true blessedness? It doesn't come from straying into the desires of our flesh or straying into the ways of the world. True blessedness comes from hearing the word of God and keeping it. May God help us to do that today. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.